Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. Today is 29 March 2021. It was a nice day, a little windy, a little, uh, but some sunshine coming through. It's pretty good. <clears throat> busy, busy day. tell you what, what the fuck is going on with my friggin' hemispheric engine 5.7 liter sounding like a sewing machine? When I start it up, it goes, and then when it warms up, 30 seconds later, it sounds fine. Talked to some people, they said it could be everything from a spark plug to a mechanical component to an oil change to a fuel injector. I'm really tired of hearing it. I'm going to have to get it addressed, I guess. I had the oil changed a couple weeks ago, so everything should be good. Had a light come on this afternoon, though, coming back from lunch and said, change oil soon. Motherfucker, I just had it done. So, I mean, it freaking purrs like a kitten, and I open it up sometimes. Take your sweet-ass time, you turds. Take your time. People are crazy, man. <clears throat> I know I'm crazy too. Fuck you. What do you think about that? I'm cool with it, okay? It's such a nutty world. I'll tell you some stories about today. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Just close a business. I had uh, a friend of mine contact me. Okay, something on Facebook. Uh, my friend uh, Val reached out and said, hey, what's up with uh, Joan, let's say. Let's say the name is Joan. It's not, but hey, what's up with Sarah? So I'm like immediately navigate to Sarah's page. Something about, you know, oh, you know, people, something about some drama, something. <clears throat> I reached out to that person, find out how they're doing, because we're freaking motivators, man, we're DDIP strong, we take care of each other, we keep an eye out, and if there's something, some pain that we could take away, or some help that we could offer, and we'll reach out to that person, call it being part of a community, and the freaking Dr. Drill Instructor Program, still got a lot of people who've made friends, and and uh, remember the, the course in a positive light, and you know, have made lifelong friends as a result. Look out for each other. So Val's looking out for my friend Sarah, we'll call her. I reached out to Sarah, who says, comes back and says, hey, yeah, you know, we got something going on. We <coughs> we got sick. They had COVID, right? Whole family. I said, okay, well, young family. And I said, hope everybody's okay. Love and respect. Hope you feel better. You know, rise above this thing, better days ahead. Shit's out there, man. The virus is still around. And she said something about canceling her plans. And Anyway, some bullshit that was going around, uh, literally and figuratively. And anyway, Val, she says, what's going on? And I lied to her. I said, uh, her husband, Sarah's husband, was the pilot of the Ever Given 
cargo ship stuck in the Suez Canal. And she bought it. She fucking bought it, man. You know, you just got to fuck with people a little bit. And she said, you're hilarious. I can't believe you pulled that on me. But she bought it for a split second there. You got to... You gotta be freaking dodgy, man. You gotta you gotta spin some yarns, tell some stories every every now and then. You know, tell some whoppers. Hey, don't just lie. You want to let people in on the ruse at some point. But that was fuck. I love messing with my friend Val. Oh my god, she she and I have laughed our asses off. We really have laughed our asses off about shit. Some of the stuff that's gone on that we've experienced just with people people are nuts man I was talking with a guy that's that's funny that was like close the business thing <clears throat> I uh another cool story heartwarming tale I gotta go I'm sorry I gotta blow this light um my friend gave me a little fishing rod like a tiny little ultralight fishing rod I think it's actually metal and so it's it's nice and small so I'm going to go out there and maybe tomorrow throw some worms from the recent rains, tie it onto a hook, go out there and catch some fish. First, first I got to get a fishing uh, license, I guess, right? <coughs> so I gave him, in exchange, a magnet fishing kit. I bought two. They're friggin' powerful magnets. In the office, we picked up a five-pound weight. So... Even a 10-pound weight, we dragged it. I don't know if we're going to be... But in the water, you could drag that sucker out and uh, continue to to fish in that way with this magnet. I've told you about that before, right? Magnet fishing. So I bought two kits and gave him one. Um, so that's pretty cool. I exchanged that gifts with him today. Just, you know, one friend to another. Then... In the back of my truck right now, I have an owl, okay, Hoot the Owl, who is going to be um, hit with another coat of varnish tomorrow, cleaned up a little bit, and coated with another coat of varnish, and I'm going to give that to my friend, uh, Jamie, who bought it, made a nice sale there, then, and I give it to something somebody I care about, then I'm going to give, um, I'm going to carve tomorrow finish up this fox and I'm going to also carve an owl and another gnome and I'm going to part ways with those gnomes I'm burning through this wood uh, figuratively speaking I'm going to, I'm moving some carvings I'm going to make some more carvings, some tiki's and other cool shit that people are going to love I cannot wait to uh, to work through that, that wood, I'm going to burn some tomorrow I'm going to carve, I'm going to I'm going to finish these carvings up and sell them up. I'm excited about it. <coughs> so, there's that. Um, what the hell else happened? I was talking to the guy today. It was funny. He kept laughing. I guess I'm a fairly humorous guy. We're talking about this, uh, the world, and how crazy it is. And you got this um, this ever-given, the, the, the ship that just was just dislodged today. I mean, fucking high tides uh, helped it. The moon, full moon and the tides, and it's just tremendous. <clears throat> they had uh, salvage companies heading there with tugboats and 
cranes and all kinds of shit. Dredgers that took the sand out from under the ship. I don't know if I have covered the Ever Given yet. <coughs> but it's been happening for about a week. I think I must have talked about it. Anyway, absolutely, positively crazy. Um, <clears throat> how this could happen. I guess a guy overcorrected with the wind. Excuse me. So he, you're driving this gigantic ship with 20,000 storage containers on it, filled with whatever stuff, cargo. Each of the containers weighs up to 50,000 pounds. <coughs> They're stuck on a ship. There's 20,000 of these things that's coming into some, heading to some port in Europe or Asia. Guy goes through the the uh, canal, the Suez Canal, which goes transmits goes through Egypt. The wind comes in, uh, wind forty knots, I think they said, so probably 55, 60 miles an hour, something like that. I think they said a forty knot wind. I think you're supposed to multiply that times like one point one or something like that. Multiply the mile per hour times 1.1, now give you the, or the knots times 1.1, I'll give you the mileage. Transferring knots to, um, which is a nautical friggin' dealio, nautical measurement of wind, <coughs> two miles per hour. So, the wind comes in, it hits that fucking wall of storage containers that's however I mean it's like 150 foot high 200 foot high and it hits it like a sail okay so in other words that is like it, that those those winds hit that with a cumulative force of like I forget like some guy was hitting me with the math it's like a million <clears throat> force of a million something whatever it's a fucking big force imagine a wind hitting a sail that big so it hits the boat. Boats have to then overcorrect their course a little bit. You're in a narrow, you're like on a road, and so or on, on a, in a canal. So it's only like 300 foot wide. The ship is like 150. It's almost, it's probably half of that, or at least a third of that. So it's in the center of this canal. <coughs> it corrects, tries to correct for the wind, and dumps the nose into the friggin' uh, or the bow of the ship, which is the nose of the ship, right into the bank. <coughs> and then the friggin' stern, that's the tail end of the boat, that, from the impact, it, that ships over to the other side of the canal, and it just blocks the entire thing. However they dislodge it, look, I'm going to listen to that tonight. There are various YouTube pages that you can get on that have explanations of the forces involved, of the math involved. It is nuts. <coughs> so we are going to investigate that a little bit tonight. But it's fucking absolutely crazy, this whole deal. This it, It's like one of those things that happens every once in a while. Uh, I, I referenced to this guy who was laughing that, hey, remember when that girl fell in a well 
like 30 years ago, and it's like, oh my god, the rescue, how are we going to get her out of the well? Or the miners that were stuck in the mine shaft, I don't know, like miles beneath the surface in West Virginia, and we had to drill down and do the impossible, extract these people from the mine shaft, or the little boys and the teacher or whatever that were in that Philippines uh, caverns and they got lost. Jesus Christ. Had to go in and get them. <clears throat> he cited uh, something else. Uh, what the hell was it? It was a big, some other monumental feat like that. When something occurs, and it's like, how the hell are we going to fix this? You know? How are we going to, like a runaway train or something like that? I was talking about somebody else about that today who was going up to visit his mountain house. So, a runaway train. The story, uh, what the fuck was the name of it? Maximum Velocity or whatever it was. It was a, it was with uh, I think Morgan Freeman or Denzel Washington or something. There was a he was a train conductor and they had to stop this train that somehow the brakes failed and it was running and it was on this course to slam. It was supposed to be setting in Pennsylvania and they actually filmed it up in the. Um, Western PA. So he was talking about that. We were talking about that. Think about these things. But this guy, he was very optimistic. He was talking about situations in the past where we're like, how are we going to do this? We got a pandemic. How are we going to solve this problem? That um, human beings, when the chips are down, we do have the ability to do some extraordinary things. We do have the ability to really solve problems. I mean, it's tremendous some of the things that we can do. Some of the people that are out there. Some of the people that give a shit. Some of the people that have the the credentials and the experience and the wherewithal to do things. To drill into the fucking... Oh, I know what it was. The guy was talking about when that oil well snapped off beneath the surface. Where was that? In Louisiana or something like that? And... You're like, what? How are we going to put a cap on this thing? Well, how are we going to do this? We're going to dump concrete down there. It's got an oil just for days and days, and I think it was weeks, maybe months, spilled into the the ocean. And we're like, oh my god, it's going to fucking destroy the entire world. <laughs> it's going to destroy the aquatic environment. You know, just one of many oil spells, courtesy man's folly. You know, we meddle with things. We tinker with stuff and we fuck things up. So there are half a dozen examples right there of situations where it's like possible tragedies occur and mankind comes together to solve them somehow. You know, not without zero damage, but we, we can circle the wagons and use our intellect and use our innovation to problem solve and to fix people, fix situations rather, and to come up with solutions to these crazy impossible problems. So tonight, I, and if you're interested at all, go on YouTube, you'll find some of these captains are like people who know about salvage, people uh, who maybe drive tugboats or have done these sorts of things before. They're going to explain exactly how they dislodge this boat, and I surmise that their method was essentially dredging out the um, the bow and stern, not in that order, 
<clears throat> and then they pulled on it with tugboats, and the tide came in and made the boat buoyant, and then they fucking things off to the races now. I think it, I believe that they were able to, um, to solve this problem. So now we should have tri- ships that are, tr- are, are once again flowing through the uh, Suez Canal, and commerce has started right back up. I mean, it's a huge problem for uh, particularly Europe and Asia, as I understand the Suez Canal really involves shipping of goods and services to those areas. So that stuff wasn't coming to the U.S. But anyway, uh, it, it stops the flow of something. What happens when the flow is stopped? I think of now about my anatomy and physiology students, and when we talk about the cardiovascular system, say a myocardial infarction, where in, in, in some cases the, there's a blockage, can be a blockage in a vessel, of one of the vessels that feed the heart itself, right? So, um, called myocardial infarction, where the blood fl- supply to, um, to, the heart muscle itself to facilitate its constant beat uh, with oxygen and nutrients <clears throat> that that gets blocked that happens it's not good my friends and it's not good when the flow to a major transportation causeway uh, canal such as the Suez is um, is blocked so um, very interesting I, I I do not believe that there was any loss of life <clears throat> involved in this situation, but thankfully, pretty crazy, you know, pretty crazy how this stuff occurs. So anyway, that conversation with with this gentleman, I guess he worked for Big Pharma. We were talking about um, how there are situations sometimes where they seem like they're impossible and they're never going to solve it. And... But if you connect all the best scientists, the best, you know, uh, people with admin logistics, all aspects of these areas, you can absolutely solve these problems and life can resume as normal. How awesome is it that we have the capacity to do that at this point? I mean, I think we forget this sometimes. We overlook the fact that of all that we... We overlook all the good that we have the potential to do. And all the accomplishments that we have, all the feathers in our cap, so to speak. <clears throat> and so, with this problem in the Suez Canal solved and the coronavirus starting to resolve, hopefully, and my friend that I cited, the, my little humorous joke that I was uh, trying to play on my friend Val, that withstanding, I mean, there's no harm being done to anyone, so we have, the, horrible things occur, but we can, we do have a lot of resources and, and capabilities to um, to fix things. And so keep, always keep that in mind. Keep that, take stock in that. Take um, comfort in, in, and consider what you can do. 
you know, how you can be a problem solver. On a small scale in your own life, that of your family and your friends, and also think about some of the problems you could solve at work or at home or in our, your community. You can be a solution to these problems. You just have to care enough to say, hey, I'm willing to help. You know, and, and most people are. There's a lot of good people out there. There's also some fuckheads. Right? So look out for them. Huh!